Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Faux Poppers Podcast. Tonight's guest is State Your Name. Crystal. Oh, Pinkney is my last name. Bang, bang. All right, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I was uh, doing a little bit of eating and watching battle rap, you know, <laughs> trying to enjoy myself while I cook. That's how I mostly sweat, <laughs> but I ain't handle questions. Huh? I saw the sweat. So I don't oh, yeah. I was, no, it wasn't like that, man. I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> no, not right now. Not currently. Um, and plus, I had to do uh, the COVID testing. So. Oh, did you go through the No, I got my test back. Duh, remember? Oh, yeah. But you got to take it again, right? Yeah, I'll do it again. Oh. Why would you want me to ask the guy where the next place will be? That's fine. Okay. I'm still gonna do it regardless. Um, you ain't got it. Sure, on the second one. That's all. But yeah. You ain't got nothing. Huh? Okay. I said you ain't got nothing. You good? And your volume is low, man. Is it my volume? It's so high. Okay, that's cool. It could just be my computer. Don't worry about it. So, uh, you recently started a business, or did you already have this business going on? Well, I have a couple. Um. Fit and Fine has been around for two years now. Okay. I started that two years ago. The boutique I just started a few months ago. Boutique? Okay, I don't know about that one. Let's talk about that. Uh, that one uh, is with me and my sister. It's called CNC Glam Boutique. Okay. Okay. So what's the purpose of this boutique? Is it a personal uh, item you guys are making? So we are not making them, but I get access to... Uh, luxury items like shoes, sneakers, Jordans, which is called Chanel, Louis Vuitton, stuff like that. Like purses, what they call bags, bags, shoes, coats, you know, fashion, okay. current fashion items that are hot. So are you out here scamming? You're a part of the scamdemic? Scamdemic, what? <laughs> okay, never mind then. Let's go keep on going. You don't know anything about it. Right. What is that? <laughs> bootlegging, you could be boosting, you could be doing any of that stuff, but no, it's I'm it's legal. I know I'm, I was just making a joke, man. I was making I, I'm like, okay, I ain't going to jail. No, we ain't doing that. Um orange is cute, just not on me. Yeah, yeah. I like orange too, but out here on this, this <laughs> right <you know. laughs> on the outside. Yeah, out here. Oh so, yeah, fit and find is the main business. That's my baby. That's my my first business I've ever started. Um, that's the athletic apparel line, uh, for women and now men. Uh, I crossed over into the men's arena, uh, cause they ask, you know, how you do vending events and stuff. And people will always ask, what about the guys? What about the men? You know? And I kept thinking about it. Like, oh, men don't shop like women do though. You know, y'all good workout clothes. You get a pair of pants and a t-shirt and you rock that to his holes in it even thereafter. Um, so, but enough people ask, and I said, well, you know what, maybe if I even just offer a couple of things like t-shirts or jogging pants or jogging jacket, you know, simple things that that would, a hoodie. they get something out of the deal, you know, um, I actually just rebranded the logo. I redid the logo, which I'm going to officially launch this week for black Friday. I'm going to do a huge black Friday, uh, sale. Um, thinking of doing a live event. I'll see how that goes. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking of doing it. 
at the same time, I just don't want to kind of do it in the same day, time period. You know what I mean? That Then your viewership is down because everybody's in a live doing a sale. You know what I'm saying? So probably if I do do that, it'll be on a Saturday or Sunday, not actual Black Friday. Um, so that was that's why I got started within the entrepreneurial world. Actually, I take that back. I got started with the entrepreneurial world um, ooh, with Lyft. Yeah, doing Lyft. Okay, yeah, I've seen you in some commercials and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Kay hit me today. She's like, Mom, my friends are texting me from school. You're famous. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing. We don't want to be famous, though. We want to be rich. Hello. <laughs> I told her that, too. I said, no, nah, I ain't famous. I'd rather be rich than famous. As long as you can turn that into something where you're, where you're able to prosper off of it financially, that's all that really matters with that. Facts. And that really isn't even a commercial. It's more of a campaign because they're thinking of trying to turn Lyft drivers or uh, rideshare drivers into employees so that it forces Lyft and Uber to offer things like benefits. And of course, you know, when you're a 1099 earner, it's very different than being a W-2 earner. We don't have taxes taken out. You know, I don't pay as much back in taxes every year. You know, all these Did little- you that right now? Huh? No. You say what? Did you be saying that? Yeah, that's why they're doing this law. That's why they're trying to get this law to come into effect in Illinois. Okay. Okay. Um, because they want to make them kind of pay for those things. They want to make them have health insurance for us and, you know, 401ks and all that stuff. But then gotcha. that means gotcha. we're now subjected to being tied to scheduling and all this other stuff. First of all, leave it alone. Really? They trying to get you out schedules? You know, they, they want us to be employees. So, you know, we'll be based on an hourly rate. Hello, world. That's the dog. <laughs> they won't we'll see it for a while. Huh? They only hear about the dog. They won't see oh. it unless I put the video out. Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. Um, so that's why that's why they're doing all of this. They just want to force them to pay more money. Because, you know, Rideshare is a very big industry. They make a lot of money. But they also pay out a lot of money to states just to operate rideshare in those appropriate states. So like Chicago, I had no idea until earlier this year that they paid billions of dollars to Chicago mm. and it went into their transportation budget. Houseway, where did that go? Because we still got potholes everywhere. What did that yeah, all that, right? Where did that money go? But it was said that that money was supposed to go towards the CTA expansion project and all these other things. Well, that's what they say. But now they want to get them to pay more money every year. And if they can do that, then now they in their pockets. You know what I'm saying? But then that's a domino effect because if they have to offer insurance and all these other benefits, guess what that does? Raises the prices for rides. So it affects those that really need it, like those that can't really get to work or they live in far areas where there's no actual public transportation, you know, or even our elderly, our seniors use this platform a lot to get to and from doctor's appointments and store, et cetera. So now that's raising the price for them, which they can barely afford it anyway also. So it's, it's the, without going into the whole political aspect of it, it's a lot. So that campaign, the video that I did was just basically to put out there and they sent that to you know the mayor and everybody to show them that 
and it's not just me it's a couple of people that actually have video but i just haven't seen the other ones yet um let them know that no we don't we like our freedom i like my freedom i like being able to pick my daughter up from school when they were in school dropping her off doing what i want to do not what i have to ask somebody permission to do i don't want to have to ask you to take off to go do something that i want to do you know, or my child is sick. I gotta explain to you why she's sick or provide a doctor's. Yeah, that's, that's lame. If, if I'm doing it, I should be able to do it at the time that I choose. Now, if you all need drivers for certain periods of time, just say that. And okay. I'm sure around the city, you can find someone who can accommodate their schedule to fit those riders. But I'm doing it freely with my time because it, it serves me better. So I totally understand that. But enough about um, those guys. So mm-hmm. you, started doing, you started doing Fit and Fine. What made you want to do a fitness brand? Okay, so it's a cute little story. So I had a car accident in 2005. And that's uh, right when, yeah, that's when I was flying. I was a flight attendant around that time. And um, I was in physical therapy. And there was this little lady and the physical therapy, little old lady, real sassy. And I was really tired one day. And it was just, I, my knee was really messed up. My back was messed up. So, you know, you just get frustrated sometimes. And I was just tired. And she came over to me and she was like, now remember, you're doing this to be fit and fine. And I was like, okay, that's catchy. I never heard that before. She was like, yeah. She was like, what do you think I'm in here for? I'm in here trying to be fit and fine. Mm. Little old lady, I said, "Oh my God, that is so adorable." I said, "You know what? That sounds like it should be on a T-shirt." And she said, "Well, I don't know, honey. That's my motivation. So when you get tired, you just think of why you're doing this. You're trying to be fit and fine. You're trying to look good. You know, I hope I can stay looking this good when I get even older." I was like, "Oh, okay, all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that." So I put, I told her, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna put that on the shirt. I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna pay you." You're going to get money from that. She's like, girl, don't you worry about me. You just make sure you follow through with it. If you say it belong on a shirt, just put it on a shirt. And there it goes. I sat on that idea for like two, three years. Oh, wow. Um, and oddly enough, uh, why does her name skip me? And I just saw her post something the other day. She's a friend of friends. Uh, I want to say Antoinette. She has she has a book out well she posted this post one day and said you keep sitting on your ideas and somebody's gonna do it and I'm like wow I should come out with this before I see this posted everywhere then I'm gonna be sick so I did I literally jumped right on it that day I started looking up LLCs how do you uh get a business started and got my in and then I started test printing and uh, hit up, uh, I went through AOLU, Art of Life Unlimited, Brandon. I went through Brandon's line, a company to do my logo. And we worked on that for a while. And I really just dug in it because that thought just kept resonating in my head. Like, if you don't do this, you got to keep thinking about it. And somebody's going to actually do it. And then it's a memory. Now you sick, you know? So I take that attitude towards everything, which is the boutique and everything. I just said, if I have an idea, I'm going to go for it and do it because it has to be said. It has to be done. If that vision is given to you for a reason. If you don't utilize it or use it, you know, somebody else is going to get the same one and they're going to do it. 
True indeed. Uh, I wasn't going to do this and I did not want to do it uh, for years. And over and over again, people kept planting a seed like, do it, do it, do it. We was at a, uh, a boxing event. Um, it was me, I think Jamie, one of my buddies, Jamie, took me to, to a friend's house. We had a fight party and all everybody's talking about, you know, doing different things and mm-hmm. we're talking about boxing and all this stuff is coming out. And in the midst of that, we're having a conversation and somebody goes like, man, you should do a podcast about all these things uh, where people are free to talk about whatever it is that's on their minds and hearts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you motherfuckers brought up the conversation. All I did was just join in. Like I have nothing to do. You know, I'm just, I'm just, chiming in my thoughts. It was like, no, no, no. You would be more suited to have a uh, to have the podcast. I was like, no, you know, like I'll leave that to somebody else. So one of the guys was like, you know what? We could do it on my podcast. We could do it on my podcast and just go from there or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Get me out of the way. Like, I don't, I don't want to do no podcast. Like I just want to, I just want to chill and talk with the guys. I like, that's what we're here for to just sit here, chill and talk. So lo and behold, the next year goes by, we had another party for uh, some uh, for another boxing event, same situation happens. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. And then they throw it right back in my face, like you, like what are you waiting on? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I don't. I'm doing it. And then they was like, no, seriously, on on a real level, like you should do it. I said, why? Why me? And instead of everybody, it's like because you're the easier person to talk to. Like you get everybody's right. point across without uh without crossing the line or without being forceful, huh? offending yeah um i can be offensive and we all know that <laughs> in those situations where i'm it's, a, it's in a group or you i want someone to get their point across like it's like all right here you have the you had a stage do it so this year comes a little actually toward the end of last year that was when i started really thinking about it because i was like man i'm doing music but everybody's so everybody's busy right now doing music. Like I can't get to the people that I want to get to because some of those guys are traveling as well and they have other projects. Like they would start with me and I'm not talking about my group. So I don't want nobody to, you know, think, and maybe I just singled other people out, but who cares? Cause it's nothing, it's not nothing offensive, but we're right. talking, like I'm talking to these guys and I'm going, Hey, you know, this song or that song. And they will say, well, let me get back to you. Cause I got this project going on. I got that project going on. So, I was like, well, all right, cool. And then one day, like, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and someone goes, man, I got some stuff I want to talk about, bro. I wish you had a podcast. I was like, oh, shh. It's like, well, why don't you just do it on your own? Like, just go on your Instagram live or something like that. And it was like, no, man, because I think, be able, I would think I would be able to discuss that with you and other things. I said, but why me? They was like, no, I don't know what you're waiting on, but you need to do that. And I was like, why right. are you telling me to do it? He's like, man, you should just do it. He's like, just when you do it, let me know because there's some stuff I want to talk about. Here I am. Uh, many, many episodes later, I don't know when this one is going to drop because these are all pre-recordings. But um, yeah, here I am years later, finally uh, getting the podcast going and um, I'm episodes, episodes deep. I got a lot of episodes recorded. Recorded. I'm so proud of you. No, don't be proud of me because I just started. So they just started. They just been out for a few months. So salute to everybody that did the inspiration. I appreciate it. Salute everybody. to you. 
it doesn't matter you, whether you've been out for a few months or years, you got started. That's the that's the hardest thing to do in business, period, is just get started. So I'll say this, the starting part isn't easy for me. It's the uh, it's the continuation, the repetition and finding new ideas and finding different ways to do it. Um, it's not necessarily getting started. Getting started to me was easy. For me, it was about how can I do this without uh, being in the same area with people because um, I move around, right? I got things going on all day. How can I make it? How can I accommodate everybody else? And then with COVID happening, how can I, how am I able to manage this type of situation? How can we agree to a time that's for everybody without them going out their way to meet me or uh, trying to rent out a place or, or borrow somebody's place? And then they tell them later on, hey, man, you can't keep doing this, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So to avoid all those issues, how could I do it? And then lo and behold, um, I did it this way. And it's it's it works. Uh, sooner or later, I'm sure someone is going to say, you know, do it out in an open space and I'll, I'll welcome that as well. But yeah, um, yeah we, we'll, but we'll worry about that in due time. For now, I'm just happy with just being able to hear the different opinions that others may have and people may want to share. Um, I've been able to do episodes with people that I, uh, I mentor and some of these guys are in the NFL and NBA and things like that. So um, salute to them also for jumping on and wanting to share their story and, and their inspiration and the things that motivate them. So here I am doing it and it's working, I guess. So, you know, I like it. You know, you're, you're a talker. You, you are a conversationalist. That's the difference. I just got told that recently. Um, you, you definitely keep conversations going. Like I talk, I can converse with everybody about whatever subject, it doesn't matter. That is a gift. It's not, not everybody can do that. So you're using your gift and that's what we need to see more of. People yeah. Their yeah. Um, it's just a matter of me just wanting to do it. Like I was just like, ah, yeah, I don't need to hear me talk. You know, it was just for me, the setup of letting others discuss what they want to say. Um, yeah. And I found myself holding back at times because I want people to just get their opinion across. Like, I don't want, I don't want the, the, I don't want it to be an argument. I don't want to look like we don't get along or whatever. And it'd be a long drawn out conversation where, where I think this and then you think that, and then we're just arguing. Like, I don't want it to be that. I want you to be able to say, this is what I believe. And I go, fine, more power to you. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I do have episodes that, you know, either I may throw them away or just keep them and just not put them out where I'm arguing with someone about something and I'm trying my best. And then someone says, no, you should go, you should go out. You should go out. I'm like, no, I don't want it to be arguing. I don't want it to be like, if we're going to debate, we're going to debate. But in the end, I just want them to be able to get their point across without me um, slamming them with facts, history and things like that. So um, even in certain conversations, you can kind of tell if you're looking at the screen, you can see me going on. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like you would see me like my... I can pick those moments out. Yeah, it's, I'd be like, and I like pick up water or something. Like, uh oh, I don't know about that one, you know. <laughs> but it's not, it's not all the time. It's just certain things. Like when they're saying it, if you pay attention to the face, it's like, mm, I know I ain't with that shit, you know. But you know, you gotta let people say what they want to say, you know. Your facial expressions tell exactly what you're thinking too. At times, yeah. At times, I do tell on myself with the facial expressions. That is true. 
That is true. But it's also it's also based on the, the stuff that people are saying, you know. Um, at one point in time, someone told me about uh, about they were telling me about Biden. Biden was the right choice and everything. And all he's done is try to prove his worth. And I was looking at him like, mm, I don't know what you heard, but, you know, like, I'm not sure what work you think he's been doing, you know. So, yeah, one of those. I was like, all right. Live your truth. That's your truth. Live it. I'm not. I'm not here to knock you for it. But you know, I'm gonna let you finish that. I'm gonna let you finish that out. I'm gonna try to go on to the next subject. So, yeah, yeah, I am doing it. So many different opinions about yeah. that. About yeah, about that religion, about his historical facts. Like, it's just like you think you know, but you haven't read enough books to even sit here and, and go back and forth with me. And on certain levels, I may be wrong as well. So that's another reason why, you know, like I'll, I may let people go through the history of things as they know it. So I don't have to jump in, you know, so, all right. My only thing is I just tell people, look, when y'all focus on all this back and forth on who right, who wrong, who did well, who did the other, focus on yourself. Yeah. If you get your house and yourself together, all this other mess that go on won't phase you one bit. It's not to say to turn a blind eye to humanitarianism and stuff. You know, we still want people to live and, you know, all these other different. That's not saying that. That's saying on this end, as all this is going on, what's going on in your house? Get your house in order. Get yourself together. Get your finances in order. Because if you don't, you're worried about this stuff the most. So. And, and as a, as a, black man when people tell me about presidencies I, I often just go off the data or the facts that are before me just me period i've never seen a president do anything for the people where i come from i've never seen anything change uh we're still suffering to get loans right we still have poor schooling housing and things like that so um i i i just i just be like all right cool you know yeah we gonna vote and we gonna we gonna make a change. And it's just like when you ask them like, what is really changing for us? Like, well, we have to give it time. It's like, dude, how much more time do we need to give people to change this shit that has happened to us for six hundred years ago? Like, what are y'all what are y'all talking about? But again, like I said, wait. Look on top of that, talking about school systems, our underprivileged kids that are just. In this hellish school system, I just found out, I want to say like a week ago, um, I dropped somebody off. I was doing a ride and I dropped this guy off from the airport in this beautiful building that has this kind of schoolish name on top of it. And I was like, wasn't this a school? Isn't this a CPS school? He said, yeah, it was a CPS school. They turned it into lofts and condos. No surprise there. And it has a CPS name on it. Um, so now that just let me know that CPS, instead of finding constructive ways to help their children in the community, they turned the closed down schools into housing units. Everything's for sale. This is on the north side. They didn't sell it. Everything CPS owns it. They didn't, they didn't sell it. CPS owns it. They only rent. 
So now they're getting paid off of all of this. And I'm oh, like, oh. Everything for sale. Everything. So where's this money going, per se? Is this going towards the kids? Hmm, that would, that's a great question right there. Hmm. I bet you How many more of those schools are y'all going to turn out into properties? And I'm not saying that you should, but I bet if there was an investigation about that, people would be, you know, more people, parents would be upset about that, and then they would have a lot of explaining to do. So, um, bang, bang. That's not hmm. my fight, or not yet, you know, so. Okay, Pep for Mayor, 2023, 2024? I don't know, 24, right? 24? Uh huh? 22? Yeah, no. 23? 24, right? I don't know, I don't, you know. Salute to the current mayor that's in position right now. Do your <laughs> <That's thing. me. laughs> You go. Bang, 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 bang. You know, auntie, auntie. that's what they saying. They call her Auntie Mo and Auntie Low. So um, God bless her, man. She has a very hard job, but yes, she does. not to not to keep on this subject. But, you know, it's crazy how people keep pointing all the fingers at her. Like the job wasn't shitty before she got there. You know, like everything. That was the mission. That huh? was the mission. That's what they wanted to do. I knew it when they put when she got it off. So I was like, ah, oh, they got a fall guy. That's all they did. They wanted they needed a fall guy. That's the same thing with the current president with the the uh when Obama was in office. He came from Bush. Bush will set up all this stuff, caused war. We in all this turmoil. And they like, hey, he, yeah, first black president. Woo woo. And I was like, mom, oh, man. You inherit this, you inherit someone else's uh dirty. You inherited house. all this mess, and now they want you to fix years of BS in two terms. Huh? What? Come again? So, so auntie, yeah, how many years did we have him as a mayor? A long time. Who? Uh hey, before Lightfoot. Yeah. How many years? Ron was in there for just one term. Bailey uh, was the longest. Yeah, him and his daddy. Yeah, the longest. Yeah. How, how much stuff? How much stuff? Moving what? along. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up on the southeast side of Chicago. You know, people always say south side. Yeah, I, I keep hearing people telling me like, man, you better tell them you better tell me from the east side. Like, bro, <laughs> before we even called it the east side, we were saying the south side. Like, so what difference what difference do we make? Like Southeast side. <laughs> or, or from the east side, you know, To me, it don't even matter. I know I ain't from the west side. I know I ain't from the right. north side. There is no southwest, west, southwest, north. It's just west. <laughs> Yeah, like when you're on the west side, you on the west side. So like everything else is south or north, you know, at least to me. To me, like I don't but what everything they do is they say from, what they'll say is from state to the lake is is east. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, yeah. State to the lake. I can see that, yeah, because we typically that's say a, No, that's the dividing line, east versus west. So yeah. I hear what they saying, but actually when you on the west side of that street. It's still south, like <laughs> it mean, is southeast. My mother always says southeast. She yeah, like when I'm when I'm over on like um, what's one of those blocks afterward? 
Like when I'm over in Sacramento or something like that. That's east. Huh? That's east. That's southwest. Oh, you said Sacramento. That's actually California. Yeah, that's southwest. That's west. Southwest. That's southwest. Like not, not until you get to the west side are you <laughs> on the west side. You know, so southwest. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Cool. Y'all, y'all want to argue? Argue with 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 your, with your with your friends and family. Like I'm not arguing with nobody about that. I'm from the south side or the southeast side. You want to call the east side? Cool. Throw the east. <laughs> that's what that is. What you do? Yeah, I'm from the east side. That's what that, they. That's the e. Oh. Yeah. You know. All my years, I had no idea. Don't judge me. But I look. I don't. It ain't not like I necessarily care. I was just like, okay, cool. This is. This is what it is, bro. We throw the knees up, bro. I'm like, all right, I'm from the east side. <laughs> throw the knees up. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna change nothing. It ain't gonna change nothing. <laughs> Jeffy Manor's where I grew up, though. On the south east side. <laughs> east side. <laughs> don't so don't ride us like that. What was that? What was that? Was, huh? What was that experience like growing up? On the southeast side, it was love. Yeah. See? Okay different eras our era way different than what's going on right now my era growing up over here it was still it wasn't all white but you still had a few white people here and there um this was a middle a middle income class area like my mom uh we were well off growing up uh the neighbor across the street was a sheriff and the husband was a police officer and down the street you had other corporate people and you know so our area was really um a lot of older uh more stable uh families uh so we was growing up being a kid was being a kid we had an actual childhood we played with barbie dolls and you know skip rocks and all this other stuff until we were teenagers so we had the, the the community where you got in trouble. They was telling on your parents. They was telling on you to your parents. You know, they had your parents' phone number. You know, hey, your baby down the street cutting up. You know, you got whoopings by the time you got home. You know, um, we could ride our bike through the neighborhood with no worries. We could ride our bike at one o'clock in the morning if our parents let us on a nice summer day when it's real hot. Real hot. Then nobody want to be in the house, man, if you had no air conditioning. God forbid. They had air conditioner. They had that, you know. Uh, all this money people had around here. Ain't nobody had no air conditioners. Uh, cool though. Now I understand. I go, oh, that's why y'all motherfuckers didn't want no air condition. That light bill wasn't no punk. So, you know, our childhood was really a childhood. I've missed that. I wanted that for my kids. And unfortunately, you know, things changed so much in a negative way that my kids weren't able to do that. I can't let them go ride a bike and you know, not have a worry at least a little bit about them just riding up and down the street, you know, being kidnapped, killed, or beat up, or robbed, or, you know, the silliest of things. So I, I, I miss that. I wish we still had that. You know, I, I always wanted them to be able to grow up in the same environment that we did. Um, like we was playing tag in the street, you know, Mr. Freeze, you know, these kids don't know none of that stuff. They don't know none of that. They just no video games. Yeah, I, I remember we used to be able to, there used to be a time where you could go out in the middle of the street with the football and throw the football back and forth. You could play killer man out there in the middle of the street but, and nothing would happen. People were a little bit more respectful than what it is now. Uh, now gangsters? Oh. Well, we know that the gangsters took care of the neighborhood. Um, you had to clean up the neighborhood. 
everybody had to be involved in that. Um, if there was something going on that was uh, like a war or anything, like you had to be in the house by a certain time, they would help you get your groceries in. They taught all the young men how to make sure that all the women crossed the street properly. Like there was always a male figure present when women were outside to make sure they got in their house safely, like all that. But we right. live in an era now where there is just it's lawlessness out in the streets. And a lot of the young men suffer from, to me, in my opinion, it's a lot of things, not just is it, we could just say, oh, well, you know, uh, the lack of parenting, parenting, but it's just, I think, you know, the the men or the young men that did run the streets at the time, they're not, they're, that, that presence isn't there where you have someone to put discipline in the neighborhood and bring about discipline and say like, no, we're not gonna do things in a lawless manner. There has to be some type of law and, and, and discipline to everything. So you don't see a lot of that. Like now you just see people openly being shot at and it's a lot wilder than um, how, it, how, we, how it was for us growing up. Um, I, I've been around a lot of that stuff or some of, I shouldn't say a lot, I was around some of it, but now it's just like, it's so weird to, to see that no one cares that kids are outside playing. No, no. one cares. Like these guys run up in, in, in the middle of crowds and they just shoot at people. You know, they right. run down the block, don't even care who they hit as long as somebody get hit, like they don't, they don't really care. Um, and it just shows a disrespect for life. And while it is purposely being done, some of it, it can be corrected by us too, because it's just lawlessness. It's, it's just lawlessness. Some of this is just upbringing, like who's teaching. And I know these women, some of these women, God bless all the women who are, who, who do have to live like this, where they are raising young men, all right? But when you're in a house constantly telling a bunch of young men that niggas ain't shit and your daddy was a bitch and this, that, and the third, you leave him in a predicament where he Woo! starts to see that other men ain't shit. He disrespects, he disregards the, the, the life and the ability of any man, right? Because that's what he hearing. Niggas ain't shit, your daddy wasn't shit. So naturally, well, if he wasn't shit and you think men ain't shit, I don't have to treat no, I don't have to treat no man or no woman any better, you know? Okay. So part of that is, is upbringing, but it's been a long time coming where, you know, if we want to go to the roots of it, where people were just released from slavery and didn't have no financial institutions, they weren't taught nothing how to do anything correctly. Like they, you had a bunch of people who were broken, demeaned, defamed, the culture and history, everything had just been raped and taken from them and you just released them. So we're, we're constantly as our generation and probably the generation before us are just still cleaning some of that shit up. Yes. We're still cleaning it up. And um, it's, a, it's a very hard battle. That's why when I don't understand what people who from the out, who are out from the outside of our culture who say don't get them money. The fuck you mean don't give us money? Like you wouldn't have nothing if we didn't do the work that we did. Like for four or five hundred years, we did the jobs that you all wouldn't do that you didn't know how to do. Right. You didn't know how right. to do architecture like that. You didn't know how to do any of these things. So we built everything, and then you turn around hundreds and hundreds of years later and, and called us lazy for doing it. You know what I mean? So. It's kind of like when we're saying, when we're stating our case and going, hey, we need $14 trillion to repay the debt that was done to this specific group of people. I don't understand why people, other people get involved and say, no, we shouldn't do that. When actually you should, it's a debt paid. The Asian community was paid, the, Japan, the Japanese were paid off. Every other community, the Jew, Jewish community, everybody got their fair share. But yeah, uh, 
You know what I mean? And, and it's a it's a sad situation. And I don't want to continue to go into that, but it's just crazy to me that um, that's that's the root of it. And then to be up to date, just to speak on that and just say, hey, this is what we would need to get ourselves into a position where we won't need anybody's help no more. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think we also yeah. understand that there's another game in that too, right? If I have- oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's also on me, then you won't, you know what I mean? Like there's no way. It's us too. It's us too. But it's systematically systematically made that way. Well, if I get you to depend on me, uh, there is no need for you to, to need the man, the male figure in your life or, or, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch. You, I had that conversation with somebody before, not just you. I know we talked about stuff like this before, but that keeping the man out of the household is the biggest way to keep everything as it is right this day. Um, That is so like, even when you do applications for like low income housing or uh, food stamps or Medicaid or um, any type of government assistance, their main thing is if you tell them the man is in the house, you're looked at like, oh, well, no, nah, we ain't giving y'all nothing. Even if both of them are working. No, nah, we ain't giving y'all nothing like that. Nah, you know, some people might get it, but now they're so critical um, about that statement. That's why they ask you, you know, is the father on child support? Do you know who the daddy is? What's his name? What's his info? What's his social? You know, um, well, you know, in order to get this, you got to file for child support. You know, they're trying. It, it's crazy. It it's is- like instead of helping to alleviate this problem. Now, also, it's us, too. It's us, too. Instead of us going to procreate like 40 going north, like we work in a baby factory just to get more benefits. We're going to keep it real. That, too. That part. Some of us need to stop and just. Not some of us, because I only have two, but people who do that, they need to stop and go, hey, wait, let me get me together. Let me get me together with the ones I got. You know, how do I get off of this? How do I move away from this? Like, that's always my mission. Not just that part, but the other part where she says, well, I need you to leave. And he does leave. And do you realize what you're telling the man when you're telling him, I don't need you here to raise these kids? And that's a lie. These men are, they are so necessary in the household. Absolutely. Um, if you're telling, if, if you're being told, if that's the message that's being sent to you and you're not asking any questions uh, and someone's putting a better situation in front of you than what you already have, for certain individuals, they, they will take to that. Cause it's like, oh, well, we'll do better without you. Right. Well, maybe on the household side, but just having the presence of a male figure would definitely change the balance of how things go. Having the man in the household is essential for any family. Like you need, you need both parents. You don't need just one. You need both. And if they're telling you to get rid of one, just so we can give you more money, doesn't that sound suspect to people? Yes. No, because they want, they want it that way. What they're thinking of is the money in. I need the money. I need the money. I need some shoes. I need hair. I need nails. I, I like it has gotten so far, but this is also learned behavior. 
this is generational behavior. This ain't just, I woke up like this. This is generational behavior. You saw your mother, your mother's mother, your mother's mother's mothers, your aunties, your cousins, grandma, everybody was in the same system and the same thing without men being in a household because they didn't want to interrupt their money, their money coming in every month from the state. This is all you have seen. Like at some point we have to break our own generational curses. Yeah. We have to be responsible for that choices you know i'm not really an excuse type person choices everybody has a choice look at all these people out here that had made the choice to do better and they did and they come from the same background come from the projects come from having nothing was home all these other situations um and it didn't stop them from becoming better they chose better you gotta choose you gotta want to choose better yeah, yeah if this is what you've been taught just choose differently it yeah. just takes you you know yeah. what i'm saying i was told years and years ago excuses are tools used by the lazy yes that's what i was told um yes. someone else someone else told me that but they said excuses are tools used by the lazy and incompetent and i was like well i don't know if it's incompetence but i do believe it's the lazy part it's just you making up every effort to not do something that you either need to do or should do just to better yourself. So I do, I, yes. I will say that. So you started this LLC, Fit and Fine LLC. Mm -hmm. You have a website yet? I do. Um, I've had a website the entire two years. Um, it's called fit in the letter in fine shop.com. So fit in fine shop.com. Um, I've had a website. I'm on Facebook. If you look up FNF LLC, it comes up easier. Um, Instagram, Fit and Fine Apparel. Um, I have everything. When I tell you I started running, um, I even did a video in this group that I'm a part of for the other entrepreneurial ladies um, on how to build business credit. You know, that's also something we weren't taught about in school. I wish we were, because if I knew then what I know now, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I definitely think things would be different, you know, for everybody. If I, just our culture in general, we're not taught about business credit. I didn't know. I had no idea. I just did research. I started looking up and then uh, somebody I was in a business partnership with, he taught me about that and on uh, fixing your credit, you know, and then from there, I learned about building business credit. And that's even more huge than anything else. This has been done for centuries. Yeah, this is a credit. lot bigger than your actual personal credit for those who don't know. It's your personal credit score and good standing. It gives you a better business credit score. Um, and then your line of credit is also a lot better. Uh, you can get advances and stuff like that when you go to the banks. This is stuff that has been done for ages, uh, like you just said, uh, but we are unaware of it because there are, there is no one, at least for me, no one around me knew that stuff. Anybody who I know had a line of credit, uh, they were doing it through the streets. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and that's not to glorify that type of lifestyle, but a lot of those guys were able to do things that they knew how to do because of their current activity or their past activities. I don't want to say current because I'm not around that, but their past activities were able to get them in, in certain positions. So, everything that they were doing, they, that's how they learned it. But even that, they still had to learn how to proceed and move forward because 
it was the only way, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it, it's crazy when you're around people. And when I talk to people, that's why I was asking you questions like, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? And he's like, yes, I did. Yes, yes, Pep. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm just asking because certain people don't know. And I'm not asking it to be offensive. I'm asking because I want you to know. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm never out here trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to make sure that people are aware and they know because it can help you. You don't want to go throwing all your money into something and then you don't have nothing in your personal account when you can have it all set up through a business account and figure that situation out a different way, you know? It gets deep. When I tell you, it's levels to this. It's levels. But once you get there, it's like, wow. I didn't know about this. Things could have been so different. You mean I could have brought property in my business name? What? I didn't have to use my credit? What? All my money? What? You know, it's that do it over there. <laughs> say, hey, I need this. Can I? And they'll say, well, what do you got? And it's all right, we'll leverage. Do this. It's crazy. Yeah. But you gotta be serious about it. You can't yeah. play with it. Because yeah, yeah, if you mess up your business credit, that is 20 times worse than messing up your personal credit. That shut and, you down. And to let people know how that works, you know. You see all these stores out here owned by Arabs? I'm sorry. No, you good. Say what you got to say. Arabs? I don't know the proper way to say Middle Eastern? Middle Eastern people. <laughs> um, all these grocery stores, beauty supplies, all these things. You know, when they change names, how they, the, the, it'll be the same people, but they done changed the name with a store about four or five times. They messed up the business credit in not doing something correct. Typically, it has to do with taxes but not paying taxes. Um, but that's how they just redo the same thing. You just do the same process with a different EIN, a different business name. And they build that business credit back up to do the exact same thing again. They don't touch their personal credit. Yeah, or in certain, cases, in certain cases, some of them hold on to the business long enough for the seven years or whatever it is that they're going to be here. And they just put it in someone else's name and do it that way too. That too. I don't want to just say that that's one of the, you know. It's, it's level. That's why I said it's levels to it. It's levels yeah, to yeah. it. I don't want people, hey, 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 buddy, I saw an interview and you spoke <laughs> me. And buddy, buddy, my brother, my brother. And I don't, you know, and I know people, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, you're supposed to be my brother. You're supposed to be my brother. That's <laughs> That is not what we do. That is not what we do. That is not what we do. And you know, you know. So, like, I don't, I definitely don't want to just say out here messing up their own credit or whatever, but some of them, but you know what? It's a right plan. To it. They have some certain ones do have plans when they come over here to do that. I'll say that. And a lot of times with us, when it comes to us, we were, we're taught generationally also. Not always to say it's a bad thing, but it's just, our parents and grandparents and greats only knew that same routine of work, go to school, get a job. That's how you earn money. So when I got into business arena, I, I take that back to what I said earlier. I did get started just with Lyft. I started with network marketing, uh, with World Ventures, which is a network marketing company. And um, starting with them, it started opening my mind up to you're only your parents know what they know they taught you what they knew they couldn't teach you further than that because they didn't know 
So how could you learn about credit or building credit or business credit or all these other uh, financial tools to get freedom if they didn't know it themselves? They did what they were supposed to do. They did what they were taught to do. My mother went to school. She finished when we were uh, a year before I graduated high school. My mom finished with her bachelor's, but she went to the military, you know, when she was younger, fresh out of high school, she went to the military, did full stint there, 22 years, 20, 22 years. Then she went into being in the post office, 33 years. So she retired twice. So yeah, she was definitely well off. That's why I said we had an upbringing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's what she was taught. She did what she was taught. That's why she always pressed on us to go to college, yeah. you know, go to school. Had a good job, yeah, do all that. Had a good job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not me. I'm not a work. I'm not an employee. My mentality does not allow me to be an employee. That's the, thing that I to to That's the thing that I wanted to ask you about. What made you want to strive for independence? Being in network marketing. So when I was in corporate America, my last corporate job, um, and I've been working since I was 17. I'll take that back. Seven, yeah, 17. Um, I was a teen mom. And my mom was like, you know, I got you on the kid end while you in school with, you know, how you going to take care of them? And I was a very intelligent young lady, you know, um, and I was already on it. I'm already thinking of how to become independent. How do I get away, you know, from having my mother support me? So working since I was 17, but um, that I was doing project management for a facility maintenance company. And I was there for a few years. And when I tell you that is the most highest stress level position I think I've ever been in in my life. Um, I actually had a mouth stroke in my early thirties. I was like 32. Really? 32. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at work when it happened. So um, what opened my eyes with that um, was when I was in the hospital, they were calling, asking, they kept me in the hospital. Um, they were calling and asking me, you know, are, is she okay? But when is she coming back? Mm, well, that was kind of a slap in the face, personally. Um, I just let you know you're a cog in the wheel at that point. Like, yo, y'all don't give a fuck about my health. At all. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Because it wasn't them that was calling. It was my colleagues that was calling to check on me and see if I was okay. Y'all could have cared less if I croaked on that flow. You'd roll me out the door and call somebody else to just apply yesterday exactly. to put them right back in the seat that I was in because your job still needs to be finished. You know what I'm saying? So going through that experience, I'm like, my doctor was like, hey, you got, you got a couple of options. You can, one, stay where you are and you might not live by the end of this year or option two you can leave that job you need to find something that's less stressful and I was sitting there like I'm a mom I'm a single mom I gotta take care of kids what you mean both my kids are young well you know they're 11 years apart but they were still needing me they're still in their dependent ages and I'm like man you know well, what am I gonna do what's out here to do? And so I got into network marketing. I was in network marketing already then, but I decided, you know what, if this is a shot at me being financially free and I don't have to worry about this anymore to stress because I get to do what I love here. I love talking and helping. I love uh, public speaking. Uh, that's like a low key passion event. I really do love it. Um, it's, it's exciting to me, but 
I was like, okay, if I could do that and still be able to take care of my house, let me see what this is about. So I did. I dove head first into it, you know, and I learned later on, you know, you don't do that. You don't, you, you don't, you know, you wait, you wait to this, you wait to plan B replaces plan A before you leave plan A. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but that's how I found Lyft, Uber, and ride sharing. That's how I got started in that. And I loved it. I love being able to just do it on my own time. Back then, it just started making bread. Yeah. I'm like, I'm making more than I was making there. And I don't have no stress revolved around this. None? Oh, yeah. Let me let me see what's, what's to this instead. Yeah, because I would see you and we'd be talking. And I'm like, she don't seem to be bothered by nothing. <laughs> what's she over here doing? I'm not going to just ask her. Let's just start hanging out and figure some of this stuff out, you know. Because you're just like, Pep, I'm not doing nothing. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm doing in a couple things. And <laughs> I'm free, but I'm not free. So what are you doing? You know, and I was just like, well, I'm not going to assume anything because, you know, people out here, they will assume at one point people were thinking that, um, and I'm not gonna say no, nobody's name, but there was an assumption that I was doing music, living at home with my mom and selling drugs. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Selling yeah. drugs. Yeah. Selling drugs. Yeah. Hmm. And I was like, no, that's interesting. I haven't lived at home with my mom in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we know that's, we know that ain't true. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, all right. So the other part was like, okay, I am doing music. So maybe I'm, maybe there's some house that I don't know I'm living in, you know, that I'm not paying for, you know, all this money that I'm putting into this stuff. Um, maybe they don't know that I actually get up and I go travel and I make money doing this. They don't, maybe they don't know about college tours and uh, writing songs for other people. Maybe they aren't aware of these type of tactics that you can do. You can make a living. So I was like, okay, well, cool. They can have that one. And then I was like, the, hmm, I'm doing all of this and then I'm going to risk it to sell drugs. Who does that? Oh, no knock, no knock. I, ooh, I take that back. Well, guess what? That, that sounded like the perfect life to me. Yeah, no. I just believe like once I, once I've knocked on the door of that, I started finding every opportunity it was to make money without actually going into a physical building and work for someone. Yeah. Um, I just, it's money out here. Like I, I can never accept, I don't know what to do. Ain't nothing to do. I Nope, there's no excuse. There is literally no excuse. I have done Instacart, uh, Lyft, Uber, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, which is, uh, Amazon Flex is what it's called. Amazon Flex. Um, like I'm getting into notary. Like there is options and opportunities out here to make money. What do you think people have been doing all this time? Yeah, but it was just Just crazy. going into a job? No. It was just crazy that I, I was told about, oh, yeah. so how, you know, like put me on, like who your plug is. And I was like, what? What, what are you talking about, man? Who like, your plug is for the drugs? Yeah, that's what I was at. I was asked that a couple of times. I was yeah. like, damn. 
What are they gonna What are they gonna think when I tell them I don't have no club? Are they gonna tell me I'm lying? And then that's when I got told, I was like, "Are oh, you lying? I know what you are. You're doing." It's like if you know what I'm doing, then why would you ask me that? You know. So if, now, who's it was, gonna really answer? Even if I was. Even if I was, if I just so happened to be, why would I tell you, stupid? Why would I? Right. Like I'm gonna implicate myself just to appease your suspicion. No. And I, the introvert is really gonna tell you. <laughs> Let alone that part. <laughs> yeah, like a guy who's really living a nice life, who gets to travel, move around, and do all that. Like I'm just going. Oh yeah, come on. Let me let me tell you where Bob lives. You know what I mean? Like it, it don't work like that. But um, TV. It's huh? TV. It's TV. Yeah, I think it'd be the Watch TV. TV. I think it'd be the TV and all the movies that people be watching. Maybe I I think. Also, the, the music that they be listening to be telling them that, you know, everybody got to be a drug dealer or whatever it is, or I so wait to get to this point. And judging by the fact that you're asking me, lets me know that you're not really doing too much or nothing, you know, out here anyway, so. Because he's trying to get into it. <laughs> I'm the wrong guy, my guy. Like, not me. I am the wrong one. Everything I, above, everything I do is above ground um and it's, it's there's no suspect activity about it but it's just crazy yeah. like people don't understand like you can be independent and you can strive for success and do things the level of success that you want to obtain is not necessarily what I think but it's what you think that's it if you believe that you should be making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars you need to have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar idea hello hello you got to be what you want. You got to be whatever it is. I said, I want to be free because I want to live. I want to be able to raise my kids um, and be here for my great, great grandkids, you know, when they get here. And how am I going to do all this working a job? I'm not going to get rich working a job. How? How? Where? Where? They only pay you enough to keep you where you at. This is pay you enough to keep where you are pay you for you to get if you get rich um how um i said they're only going to pay you to keep you where you are that's how much that that's how far they're going to pay you to keep you right where you at if i paid you to get rich are you still going to work for me no you're not going to be here to work for me so who's going to have to do the work me oh no that's not why i started a business <laughs> I pay you, you know, the cut so you can make me the money so I could get the bigger cut. You make one percent, you make one percent or one half of the percent that I make, you know. You make one half of a penny, you know. But um this is what I don't know why the Caucasian families there. have been taught for centuries. Yeah, I don't know People why the hell you're down here having strokes though. Like I know me? you go so I'm gonna say this. I know you go hard and everything. Like I know you when you I get do. And, like you you dive in it, you know that's what, <laughs> Oh, you're not gonna even do all that, but uh, we know that you go like you get you get into it. So when when that was happening, were you so invested in trying to prove yourself, and you were emotionally tied to it? So project management, if people don't know, and I only know I've only met one other phenomenal woman, a uh, black woman. Her name is Angelia, and um. Gail Pryor. Shout out, Angie. And uh, she's also a project manager. Um, in that field of project management, it's a boy's town. It's, it's, it's boy, men's, got, men's world, whatever. Whatever you want to put it. Um, but it's ran 
specifically or mostly predominantly, I'll say it that way, by men. So the boys club. The boys club. There we go. And there's always a necessity to prove yourself in that arena. Now, yeah, was I also targeted in that job a few times? Absolutely. Um, why? Because I did the work, but I also developed good rapport with my clients. Um, my clients love to work with me because we got it done. You know, I don't like when things are done underhandedly because you don't need to do that. If you have the work ethic, if you have um, the mentality to handle your clients and to give them what they want without uh, spending a lot, then do so. But, you know, I ain't implicating nobody, nothing like that. Project management is very stressful. You have to keep your clients happy. You got to keep the the company happy you have to do a lot i was managing oh over 800 stores uh all south facilities southern united states from the east coast to the west coast um so from georgia all the way over to california and uh that's a lot it's a lot of stores and it's not something we could physically go to to see so i had to make sure work get done got done with all of those locations um, so it is stressful. Are you, do you, are you necessary all day? Yes. Cause things go wrong at any given moment. Stores can be robbed or catch on fire or pest issues or you name it. And I'm that person. I'm, I'm the person that they call. Um, I dealt with now that we were broken up into different, you know, sections like HVAC and, uh, refrigeration and, you know, so it was different areas, but I had exterior, interior. So that was more broad. Uh, outside, inside was my whole scope. So almost kind of like everything outside of the kitchen sink, because there was an area for the kitchen sink. So um, it was just a lot, you know, and you got to compete with all these men, you know, and these are older, older, I say it, whatever. We need a podcast, older white men. These are older white men who... The owner was Jewish. Um, you know, they're very, hmm, I won't say flashy, hmm, conservative with money, cheap, cheap. They pay you just enough to keep you where you at. You know, we made a lot of money for them. Everybody, all the employees together, we made a lot of money for them. You know, he was never around. Some people didn't even know who that man was. He walked through there one day and people didn't know who he was. I'm like, that's the owner right there. They're like, what? We've never seen him before. No, because he stays on vacation. Because he has us to do the work for him. But why would he be here? So it was just, it's a lot. You know, Black women have it really tough. Black women have it tough. We also have it tough. Um, you know, we're women, first and foremost. Please don't think that it's not male chauvinists still out here. They still exist, very much so. Um, you still got, I'm a woman and I'm black and I'm intelligent. That was three strikes already, you know? They want you to come in, do what you're told, don't say nothing beyond that and agree with everything. You shouldn't have an opinion. Just do the work, make the calls, that's it. Well, I wasn't raised that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was a strong black woman. You know, At a certain level, they want you to smile all the fucking time. 
And they want you to do it with a smile. Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to answer the phone with a smile. All the time. All the time. Like, it was so grimy. It was just grimy. Would I go back into it? Yes. Um, But I would do it as I owned the company. I would, like, you know, you already know the story behind the property preservation. So I would absolutely go back into that. Um, would I do it where I'm not the owner? Not at all. It's funny when you own a business and you work for a business, you start to really see that shift in how they treat you, how you're treated. You start to see all the crooked shit that go on. Like your eyes are open. Like once you get into an entrepreneurial mindset, it's like, boom. I used to go to work and look, like after I got into network marketing, I would go to work and look at them. I'm like, wait, what'd you just say? What'd you just say to me? Oh, you said that because I'm an employee. Well, you don't own this company. Mm, he can kind of say what he want to say, huh? Hmm, all right. Well, hmm, you need to make some different moves because if you know that this is how they treat you and you see it's true, you're learning all these different things and it's, uh, it's happening in front of your face. What are you going to do? Just sit there and take it? You know, you ain't gonna, you're just going to take it. That's how you're, you're just going to wake up, hate your job every single day, go into work and bitch about it and complain about it every single day, go home and complain about it and then show out to your kids that you hate your job because they get to suffer from that because now you're so angry in a mind state that you just, I used to do that. I would come home so mad. No, no, no. She just dropped the word on a couple of people out there that I know, bang, 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 bang. If you don't like what you're doing, oh, <laughs> if you hate it that much, why you keep showing up? Why you keep showing up? Why you keep showing up trying to make everybody else's job miserable? Why do you continue to show up to make everybody else's job miserable? If you don't like it, you can always leave. The same way you got that job is the same way you can get another job or you can start your own uh, independent business or something that you want to do. I don't get the mentality of people and, and and maybe for some they need to get up enough strength to do it right they don't have they don't have the yeah. fierceness that it takes the sense of urgency that it takes to leave because they're dependent on that income and maybe they make maybe they make enough money and they think it's cool because they don't they don't, and so they don't want to leave but to those who she just dropped the word on y'all man like if you don't like it if you upset if you coming home upset you spending 40 hours there, 60 hours there, and you don't like it, then why, why would you continue to do it? Like, find your niche, find your passion, find the thing that you love to do that will get you paid. And monetize it. That's it. Like, Misery Loves Company, first of all. Oh, but man. Also, it's not, also, it's not just Misery Loves Company, even though that's very, that's a big part of it, but it's also fear. People have a very big fear of change. Change is inevitable change is always going to come about it's just how you adapt to the change are you going to adapt to it in a negative way or a positive way you're going to take it a bitch about it or you're going to turn it around and make it into something that's beneficial for you where you're happy now the change goal is, is to be happy change is inevitable growth is optional keep going absolutely so if you get past this fear if you're scared like i you know and i actually have conversations like this with people all the time even throughout Lyft, you know, um, now that I'm on a driver advisory council uh, with Lyft, you know, I have these conversations even more often with people about, 
starting businesses and being on their own and leaving their job to do even lift. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, should I do it? Can I do it? Ew, is it enough? Is it, hey, whatever you want to do, just do it. Like that fear will keep you complacent. Fear will keep you in the same broke position that you in, you know? And I don't mean just broke financially, broke mentally. You are broken if you hate your job and you go in there every day. You are broken and mentally. The only reason that you're scared is because you don't know what's on the other side. Yes. There's no guarantees. This shit ain't easy. You think this is fun? Being a business owner is hard. And there's good days. There's bad days. Sometimes there's more bad days than good days. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I come home. I see my kid. I smile. Because I can come home and come right in, talk to her and laugh with her. And I'm not all stressed out, overworked, underpaid, all this other extra stuff. And it just changed. It changes you. Like, I'm happy. I am happy. I, I tell you what, I've been unemployed. Let me say this real quick. Let me see. Hold your thought. You're only scared because you're unaware of what's on the other side. There's no guarantee. At some point, every eagle has to jump from the nest. You're either going to fly or you're going to die. When you said, I was like, no, don't say it. That's it, though. That's real. It's fly That's or it. die. When I did music, because people was like, yo, why are you, how come you not bothered? Or why do you just, why are you so able to do certain things? It's because I had the strength and courage to realize that Either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Either I'm going to fail at it or I'm going to learn. Well, either I'm not going to be able to do it or I'm going to learn the lesson from it when I tried it. When I did the music openly and then the traveling started happening and we're going around and we're doing these small tours and you're only getting paid $100. Sometimes you may get paid $500. Sometimes you may have to go a whole week without earning a goddamn dollar. You know what I mean? But there are things for me, there was things for me to learn from that because while I'm out, you start networking. Hey, I met this person. I met that person. This person may want me to do a song. This person may, may want me to uh, uh, write a song. There's things to be, there are things to learn and, and, and capture while you're out there. There's diff just everything. The whole experience is what, you, what you're there for, at least for me. So it wasn't necessarily about, oh man, I only made a hundred dollars. Yeah, you cannot survive off a hundred dollars, but somewhere along the line, there's going to be a $500 day, and another yes. $500 day that leads up to a $1,200 week. That leads up to another $1,200 week. That leads up to you getting paid $1,000 every day. Yes. And you start looking at like, oh, shit, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then for me, it was the fact that, okay, all the money is coming in. Let me not act like I got money. <laughs> Bingo. Let me Bingo. make sure I pay everything off. Let me make sure that I put everything in perspective and still act like I can only survive off $100 a day. Bingo. You said that right there. Wait, you need to make sure you repeat that too. When you when you redo this, make sure you run it back one time and repeat that again. Once you got money coming in, you have to realize that you ain't no baller and you ain't rich. Even if it was for me, whether I made $2,000 a day or $1,000 a day at some point, you have to continue to live like you don't have the money until you actually got it. If you can count it, you don't have enough. It ain't Here. there. Every time somebody needed a favor or a hand, I had to help them. And then there's times where you start realizing my flight gets canceled. They fuck up my hotel. Like all this stuff happens. So 
whether you get the money back, you have to make sure there's money to the side to make sure that you can actually look out for yourself. You got, you got to put things in, in perspective. I come from a hustler's mentality at the same time. So I know if I don't got it, I need to have A, B, C, D and ways to get, to get it. You know what I mean? So uh, even once the money starts flowing and then it goes back to that, those days where you only get $100 or you may not get paid that week. At least you know there's something to make sure that you, got to, you can say, all right, I got something that can hold me over for now. You know, but it's even about putting the effort. It's about putting that forth the effort. You're only scared because you don't know what's over there, man. That's, that's And even if you have fear, that's okay. That's fine. It's honestly kind of helped you just switch gears to that fear. Decide what exactly it is you want to be afraid of. Like my fear was failing. My fear was being homeless again. You know, yeah, we had a great upbringing and all this other stuff, but I've made mistakes too. You know, I jumped out my mama's house, not really prepared because, you know, I didn't care. I was like, I was going to be out. I'm going to be on my own with my kid. You know, I'm a grown woman and blah, 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 blah. And jumped out there and whew, hit the pavement. I ain't bad, but I hit the pavement kind of hard. And I ended up homeless with my son for a little bit, for a few months. And, you know, looking at that and going, don't, don't, I'm not going to say homeless like I was on the street, but I was living with someone else. I'm homeless. This ain't mad. Here's mad. Got a label. Mad. I just had, that was my last time feeling that sense of helplessness. Like I failed because here we are in this position and I'm an adult and I know better. You know, that was a, all right, well, you got to fix it. So don't let this happen again. That's my fear. My fear is failing and being in that position where I don't have a roof over my head. Some of the simplest things that mean so much. Yeah. Um, and you can get into that, but don't be scared, y'all. Don't be scared. Fear is, and fear real is quick, natural. Interject this real quick for those who may be living off or on someone else's couch. Uh, you're looking to get yourself in order. I don't know why she's laughing, but I'm being very serious. You can go to the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless and they will look, they will, uh, they have a budget of $20 million, I think it is. And they will try to place you somewhere where you can actually get you some food and some, uh, get you shelter. I can't say food. They can uh, try and get you somewhere where you can get yourself stable. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there because I have a, pro, uh, I have a friend who's on that board. Bang, bang, there you go. Look up the information or pass it along like you need to. There it is. I did what I was supposed to do. Okay, I was laughing. I thought something sarcastic was coming. That's typically you. I didn't know you was about to put in a PSA. See, this is this is the problem. People <laughs> think they know when they don't be knowing. They think they Oh, we know. Because in any other conversation, there would have been a sarcastic comment. Oh, yeah, you know, off, 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 off of this, I would have been like, right. oh, and by the way. Right, right. Mama, so don't act like, you no, know. But I had some very vital and fruitful. But that's good. That was very helpful. Living at someone else's house because I've had people live off of my couch and I didn't enjoy it. Actually, I've never had. Oh, take that back. I was going to say, I've I never had, had somebody do that. Um, It was cool at first. And then when you realize, like, man, I haven't walked around naked in, in a month. You know, you got to get out of here, pimp. It's the little things that keep you so yeah, much joy. You go, bro. Just well, I'd be up in this motherfucker. Ving rings around this joint. I can't do that with you up in here, man. You got to go, bro. 
And don't get me wrong, I got kids, but we close doors around here when it's when it's just us. We close doors. I still get to do it and walk from the bathroom to my room to the kitchen and back up again if I so choose. I pay the bills. I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, but yeah, when it comes to fear, people have to, y'all gotta understand like fear fear is it's a natural response. False evidence sometimes appearing real. False evidence appearing real. You know, and sometimes we're our biggest, our worst enemy, you know, will keep us back before anybody else is keeping us back. I could be sitting here like, Matt, do it. Matt, do it. Matt, do it. And you over there like, no, man, you ain't going to be able to do it. You ain't going to be, you going to fail. No, don't do it, man. So set up. And I'm like, Matt, here it is. Here go this information. Here go this information. Let's get it done. Let's go. You got this, man. You like. But. But that's the thing about me, though. Once I get the information, I go, yeah, this is, yeah. And you go, yeah, that's it. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm just saying an example. You're not, you're not like that. We know that. Yeah. Um, well, people now are learning this about you. I'm sure from all the interviews you've done, you are definitely not like that. Like what? Um, like that you, you talk yourself out of stuff. No, so now I get, you know what? I take this back. It's easy to talk yourself out of stuff when you feel you don't deserve it. So this is the thing about me. Okay. I hear that, but this is something that was told to me. The only thing that you deserve is the air you breathe. Everything else on this earth you have to earn. You didn't earn it. You can't, you can't lay claim to nothing. I deserve that. Do, did you do you? I deserve that. Do you? Do you really yeah. deserve it or did you earn it? Man, I, that position you got, I deserve that. Why do you deserve it? Man, I've been doing this for two years. I've been doing it for set five to seven. But I tell you what, you can have a position. I'll move out the way. You can have it. Because I'm going to get paid either way. I like that. I like that spin on it. Okay, I like that one. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people, I, 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 I deserve like that this one. and I deserve that. I deserve this and I deserve that. Do you? Or did you actually put in the work to get it? You know what I mean? Like, I, What if they're not good enough? You know, we we, we can we can down ourselves like nobody. Well, if, if So that's what... Cat Williams would call the the esteem of your motherfucking self where you yeah. need to work on that. That don't have nothing to do, you know, as far, I, I get that. That's something that people need to work on where they, like you said, they will talk themselves out of their own greatness. And that may be because, again, self-esteem, self-confidence. It could be the, the upbringing they had where no one showed them belief in them and they haven't broken Very through true. that yet. They haven't broken. Very true. Yes. Mm. So, that That's deep because a lot of people I know have actually come up through stuff like that where they were told, you know, you ain't shit, you ain't gonna be shit, you know, your daddy wasn't shit, you know. Me. We can wait a minute. Let's Me. let's back up to my younger years, my younger years. I was told I was um, quite a few times. Quite I was never told that, but I heard somebody, and this is also this goes back to what you said about the men, you know, the black man being in the household, etc. Um, Jalen's father, uh, his father wasn't in his life. So he wasn't in Jalen's life. Why? His mother specifically said out her mouth, I will never forget this. Cause I, to me, it sounded dumb. And I was like, you too old to sound so stupid. She says, well, his father wasn't in his life and he ain't paid child support or anything either. So what's this, what's to him not being there? That's why he's not around. What? 
What? What? Oh, she lived by it. She lived by it. So, on that, my father was not actively in my life. My mother, when I became of age, she asked me to go see him. And I did. I did it for a few, for two, three years in a row where I would go see him. Even before that, let me say this. My mother never said nothing bad or nasty about him. He, on the other hand, would talk dirty about my mother. All right? Mm-hmm. People tell me that my father didn't have the best upbringing. Let me tell you this. I didn't have a father. He wasn't there. So if my father went through the same thing, I understand. But you're talking to a man who was a part of a youth program for 12, 10 to 12 years. There's no way I gained them kids respect by being a piece of shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've said this on, on episodes already. When they're telling me that I wish you were my dad, my brother, my uncle, I could go home with you, that lets me know that I've already done the things that my dad didn't do. So I gave them the love. I gave them the intimacy. I gave them the encouragement, the motivation to, to make them feel like somebody appreciated them and wanted them. So in certain cases, I just think that Maybe that part of the brain doesn't connect. It's been cut off because you've been hearing you ain't shit for so long from some people and not saying that it was just, it, it was, uh, it was my mom. Cause I know my dad said it more than anything while, while I lived with him. He said it a lot to me and my older sister, but my older sister's a doctor. I think, I don't know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Salute to that. Wherever you are, I love you. Salute to that. So she's a doctor. Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I do okay. You know, my little sister, she do okay. Stuff like that, right? So I think it's just whatever it, it brings out of you, you know what I mean? And I was never the, never one to turn off the fact that I could do great things or I could do good things or I could make a, a better person out of myself regardless of my situation. I never let the fact that he wasn't around uh, tarnish what I could actually actually be my ability. I always use I always use that as the fire to push me forward. And and I never want to I never wanted to be in a situation where I say I didn't try. I didn't try. Yes. Only thing that hasn't happened is I haven't been married and I don't have kids. But that's because I know better than to be out here doing the stuff that I've been doing and then you think that it's gonna shooting work. Shooting up clubs. No shooting up the clubs. <laughs> You're not doing that, you know. You know, I don't you know, hey, you know, I I'm good, I'm good, but I understand that when you're hurt, hurt people hurt people. I get that, hurt people mm-hmm. hurt people, but you can't, we all have to be able to break some type of curse or some type of repetition within our families to keep us from feeding into these things and making sure that we do, that we right the wrongs that have been set before us. Um, I find myself talking to my dad's side of the family more after I've been on this earth for so long and, and never knew who they were. And we're now starting to come to come come together, which I appreciate. But they're breaking the cycle. They're trying to make it where we know each other. You know what I mean? Same. I don't know how much that side of the family talks because I wasn't a fucking around. <laughs> I don't really fucking care because it ain't none of my business. I wasn't around. You know, I'm not jealous of none of that stuff or whatever. Right. So they already have relationships built. Now I'm coming to it. I'm trying to learn everybody and be around everybody. But Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So, yeah, we do. We are in situations where where we are lacking parenting or, or support, intimacy, love, things like that. But 
It's what you choose to do as a human being that makes you better. I chose to be a better person. I just wanted to be a better person. Yes. You don't let your circumstances determine your outcome. Period. You have a choice. Every day you open your eyes, you got a choice. Now, do I still get angry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But let it piss you off to success instead. Yeah. Do I still want to cuss you and your mama out? Yeah. And I may do it in here. In here. Or when Crystal around, I may say all this <laughs> stuff about you. You know? But then I move on. And then we may come back and talk about it later on. But, you know, it's about you know, the. Think about that. You know, me and my sister are adopted. And a lot of people don't know that. And when they find out, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, we are. You know, we're real sisters, same mom, different fathers. Um, which now, just in our older ages, are we starting to even sim- look even a little bit alike? Um, but so we grew up, my mom is my mom. Like, that's all the mom we've ever known. So when people go, well, do you want to see your parents or do you, I don't even know. I, I personally, I don't have that desire. I feel like if you wanted to be in my life, you wouldn't have made the decision in the first place. So if, why am I seeking you out? You should be seeking me out. If you yeah. want us to really know, you know, they're like, well, what if they're not alive? Well, then the world may never know. So, <laughs> you know, that's my take, but we do have brothers, you know, and I would say on that, that's the only reason why I would even open the door to finding out any information is to know who my brothers are. I know we have one that's older than my sister, one that's in between me and my sister, and then one that's younger than me. Um, that's from at that point that I don't know if more kids were had thereafter or what. I don't know. Yeah. But I do know that she didn't want to keep girls. She gave away all the girls, which was wow. my um, The details behind that are edgy. I'm not really sure. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I've played the guessing game and, you know, so I kind of side at people sometimes. I do ask extensive questions when I meet people. What's your background? Where are you from? What's your yeah. name? For me, uh, they recently were telling me, they was like, you should make amends or get to know him or at least just keep in touch with him um, because he's older and he's, you know, he's at that age where he may slip on out. And they was like, don't you miss it? And I was just like, no, because I never had it. Like, I don't. Can't miss what you never had. Yeah, like, do I love them? Yeah, but the, the, to, like, there isn't, there's nothing, there's nothing there. Like, I don't, I don't relate. It's love for you giving me life. It's love for you assisting and bringing me into this world. And as the, as the, as a father or the parent or the, or the biological sperm donor, like, you are appreciated. But it's not like this deep emotional love. The donor. Yeah. I, I respect you and love you as far as being the donor. But yeah. the unconditional love side, that's raised, that's reserved for the person that actually was there, which yeah. is my mother. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Like you, I don't know how to uh, remove what's been put in front of me. Like I can't climb over like all this stuff that happened and go, Come here, Dad. Give me a hug. You want to come flat across yeah, like this? Like, even, even at your age, you know, like my hands may just lift up 
and I'm lift your spirits. Sorry, and- yeah, like I don't, I don't know, like, and it's not, and I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't wish you no harm, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like, what do, you, what do y'all want from me? Like, I, I, I did all this. Like, yeah, my, you did your part. Yeah, I did all this. Like, no, I don't, you know. And then someone said, someone told me that I may regret it. They said I, I don't think. I don't think that you will regret it because you don't have any attachment. Mm-mm. You only regret things that you have attachment to. If you treated your mom like dirt and your mama was there for you throughout everything and you treated your mama like dirt and she leaves, yeah, you're going to regret it. It's Fuck guilt. That. That's guilt. You know what I'm saying? But if I don't have an attachment to this person, that's like me finding out that they don't live anymore. anymore. All right. Please. Have any feelings? Say when. Go. <laughs> I'm like, do I do I have feelings or anything like that? Cause you weren't around, you weren't there. I don't know. I wouldn't know you if you walked up to me. So why do I have any type of emotional attachment to you like that, where I would feel regret because I didn't seek you out, I didn't make amends with you, you know. How does that how does that work? I I have compassion, you know. I hope that you didn't go in a bad way. I hope yeah. that it wasn't painful or negative or you know. Yeah, but, it's not like I'm sitting over here wishing you the worst. Right. You know, there, there's some other people who I wish for. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. That's for another day in conversation, not on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but there's some people, man. Ah. Uh. I, ain't, I can't hear nothing you're saying, but um, I would like it's to some, say. It's some people right now that I would literally just have a flip phone like Olivia Pope. Yeah. Yeah. It's just some people, you know, like I, 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 you know, I'm not the type of, like Biggie said, I wouldn't wish death on nobody, but no. you know, maybe some pain on you and your kids. Um, <gasps> oh, not the kids. Not the kids. <laughs> But um, other than that, no, like for my dad, I wouldn't wish that. I wouldn't wish nothing on him. Like if there's no isn't no general, con- there isn't no like loving connection. Like the, that's the love. The love is there because you were the, the donor who got me to this point. Uh, the, that's it. Love is there because of the early memories that I do have with you. Um, I have very few, but I do have some. So like the love is there be- be- because of that. Um, after hearing the stuff that you could say about my mom, because you're still upset about something that happened, um, hundreds of moons ago. Uh, I understand that. Cool. You you get to take that with you to your grave. But listening to my mom talk about you and, and have nothing but love in our heart for you, you know, it's, it's it, it does something different, you know, and then to, to try to deal with you myself and not really get nowhere with it. It's just like, all right, okay, cool. We, 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 we passed this then. We passed this. Like, this isn't, uh, you abandoned me. Love don't live here anymore. <laughs> on, the, on the flip side, though, I will say this, you know, not having a male in my life, and we do it, we did have a male, no, 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 I ain't gonna even go give nobody credit that don't deserve it. Um, my mother married someone, um, but it all now that was the only time that it made me feel like god i wish i could find my real father mm. um 
And how does that affect me now as an adult woman being a single parent? I feel like I don't think it may have necessarily changed the situations to being a single parent, but I think it would have helped me to learn to choose better. That's the thing, to choose better. Like with my daughter's father, I used to always press on him, like date your daughter, take your daughter on dates, date your daughter. It is extremely important. Date her to show her what she should always expect. Yes. Um, if you leave it to her to guess, some little Chief Keith lookalike gonna come walking up to my door yeah. and not make it past my porch because I don't play that. I know that ain't right. So, you know, I, it's so important. Like the black man, you are so necessary in the household. It's not just about financially or to be someone's helpmate. It's kids. They need upbringing from both. Could I raise my son to be a man? No, I'm not a man. Have no idea how to be one. Don't want to know. Got my own struggle being a woman. I need to handle that first. But I taught him how to be a good human being. That's as far as I could take him in teaching him how to be a man. It's to teach him how to be a good human being, to teach him how to treat other people with respect and decency. And he's a nice looking human being. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a gorgeous kid. He's a good guy. He's, he's going to have some fun, man. So listen. He's a sweetheart. He's engaged now. So his he's engaged. Sweetheart, he's engaged. At oh, little buddy. Hold your horses, Wilbur. <laughs> but if that's what he want to do, that's what he want to do. But you know, hey, 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 I push, he pulled. Son, I love you. I, I respect your choices. I support you a hundred percent. Whatever you want to do, mom is here to support you as long as it's legal. That's it. And that's why that's, that's what I, that's how he was brought up. I, because if I go, oh, I don't think you're too young, blah, 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 blah. They're going to go, we need to get married now, like right now, because she said, don't, you know, that's how kids take information in. Yeah. We didn't do that. This, if it were me to tell them, I would say live your life and enjoy your life. There is a lot you can do before you get married that you should not do while you're married, my guy. Young grasshopper. Just the part of living your life. I want you to live and learn you. Learn to love you and develop you first. Then you can learn to properly love and develop someone else. Because as a man, it's different. Those worlds are different. You know, as a man, you're the head of the household. You're the leader. You have to lead the pack. You lead the family. So if you don't know how to lead the family because you weren't together, that leads to be turmoil, miscommunication, misunderstanding. I said, what a marriage is not like a relationship. You can't get mad at each other and break up every week. You know what I'm saying? You, you in it. A marriage, you're in it. You're, yeah. You can't divorce every week and get back together the next week and get married again. You, go, you got money for that? It's going to cost you a whole lot. Yeah, that's you a, know? the other thing with 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 growing up in a black community, like we were saying earlier, is not knowing finance, right? So mm -hmm. in a situation like for me, when I'm talking to women and it's like, hey, we can be together, but I want us to be business partners as well. 
like, what? I ain't trying to be no business partner. Like, yeah, if we're going to make this work, we should be business partners. Like, we should own something because if we're going to go forward, the children have to have something. I don't want them to grow up and think that they have to go to college and get a job and work for somebody. I want them to understand independence. And when I hand this off to them, it is no longer mine, it's yours. I made my money already. So they understand what it's like to, to walk into something. And, she, and every time I, well, not every time, but the time, certain times when I've done that with women, they look at me and go, what? See, you you one of them philosophical origami, you know, conscious, lyrical, miracle, spiritual dudes. I'm like, dude, like, I'm telling he you something. Said origami? He said origami. He did. He, okay, just check it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just throwing words out there, being silly and everything. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I'll be, I be trying to say, like, these are the things that we need, we need to be preparing them so that they yeah. know. In 18 to 24 years of their life, if they have figured it out by the time they're 24, we can release this to them and get out the way. And we can go on, do all the traveling, and never come home, ever. That builds it together. Um, so, because we already had the business, right? The business was already ours. So now we can hand it off. You say that. Huh? So, you know the background of me being screwed with the uh, starting businesses with people. Yeah. But, um, so currently uh, dating somebody, and uh, I, I'm, I'm an inspirational type of individual. Like, I believe in uplifting people, whether you're my man, a potential, whatever. You know, if it's something that you want to do, I'm going to encourage you to do it. Um, I think we need to hear more of that period around the whole scope. Um, so if you come to me and tell me you don't like your job, you hate your job, you don't want to go into your job every day. And I say, well, what are you good at? What do you like to do when you tell me? All right. Let's go down that avenue. How can we monetize this? Even if I show you what I do, but he wanted to build with me and i'm not gonna lie there's things that i have to work past you know with dealing with previous situations and he's like but if it's if i see it's me and you if i see future with me and you you know i would rather us build together you know uh are you open to building together and i'm like oh um you got to give me a minute I need exactly. you to be patient and give me a minute. This is not easy for me because yeah. of past issues, but just let me just a minute. Just yeah. bear with I me. I hear that, but for me, it's like that's it, it's not just going to be a relationship. It should be a, a, a fellowship. Absolutely. A partnership. It should be a friendship. It should be all that. Like, you should know as much as you know about me, but naked, you should know about me in a business relationship too. You understand what I'm saying? So Yes. Like yes. If, if we're not doing it, then what the fuck are we doing? Because yes, I'm, I think you know yes. enough about me to know that I'm gonna get bored. Yep, very fast. I think it's I our age too. The attention span of an ant on crack. So you know, like it, it you it has to something has to get my wheels turning for me to say I I, I don't mind being around you every day. And you're sapiosexual too. Say what? You like intelligence. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. I just heard sexual. And I, I was like, wait, what? what <laughs> Sapiosexual. Yeah. You love intelligence too. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. We get bored very fast. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> I need you to have some drive and motivate. You got to have drive. Yeah, you I don't have lining, drive, period. I just started lining them up. <laughs> 
You know, I start putting ducks in a row. <laughs> come, 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 and I start picking them off. So um, that's okay. just me, but yeah. Um, and it can happen very fast or it can happen over a certain amount of time. And it's and yeah. just so anyone who hears this, yeah. not now, but you know, like it, it can happen, but now I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm, I got, I got stuff going on. So I'm not really worried about that, but um, y'all listening to me and paying attention to me, please understand when I tell y'all, not everybody likes that complacency stuff. I cringe with complacency. Um, you can, you, if you tell me, oh, I'm happy just the way I am. I, oh. uh, growth is inevitable also. Yeah. Ooh, if you yeah. stop growing, you stop learning, which means you're now brain dead. I don't. Mm. Yeah, you got you to gotta want to raise your vibration up at some point. Uh, and self-improvement is constant. So all the time. Always- Self-development is key. That's that's how you become a that is that's you. That's how yeah. you become you. Yeah. The best version of you, rather. Yeah. So those are the things that you know I run into. Those are the things I just run into. And it's just like Yeah, you're like a unicorn though. You know, yeah. when you get to our age and you ain't got no kids and you yeah. stable and you, you know. And then they'll they'll say stuff like, Oh, your equipment just don't work. No, it worked. It worked. It's just that I I, I know what I've chosen, you know. And if a woman is saying, well, I, you know, how would you feel about having kids with me? I go, no, no. How would you feel about starting a business with me? I ain't got no time to be doing that. Okay, well, uh, there's no. Then we can't have kids. Oh, how are we going to take care of kids? Oh, we're going to work. Oh, so we're going to work another 20, 30 years for this little motherfucker. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's that. You know, I ain't going to speak on it no more. And a couple of the women are probably going to see this if they see it. Well, the truth is the truth, Nat. Yeah. Look. It was it was the truth when it when it was said. And it'll probably make sense to them now because they're probably going to go in attention span of an ant on crack. That's probably why he... That's the best description I've ever heard, though. Because I'm being truthful about myself, though. This is my podcast. I'm going to tell the motherfucking truth about myself. I have the attention span of an ant on crack. If you don't keep my interest very soon and quickly, get out of here. Like an very, What's that noise? You got to do it. Uh, I don't even know what it was, but you know, yeah, out of here. You, you, you're done. And that's not to say it happens very fast and very immediate. Or it's not to say that when I'm out with you, that I'm automatically looking at women. When I'm out with you, I'm looking around because I'm just an observing person. I want to know who's coming in the door. I'm always paying attention to everything. That has nothing to do with us when we're out on a date. What that does have something to do is once we start connecting, how often, no, that, no, when I'm when I'm looking around, I'm looking around like everybody knows me that knows that. If you know me, you know that I'm paying attention to everything. I know. But um, <laughs> I know. after I get to know you and you know, it's just like a, a box of rocks or you know like a box of tissue it's all the same shit in there like i don't i don't you know okay cool let me go find eight more boxes of rocks and see what's all in every last one of them because i don't want to sit there with you and you don't want to do nothing even the last one who i was very attracted to and wanted to do stuff with you know she don't she don't want to do nothing and you find out that they slowly but surely like certain ones just want you to take care of them and that's not the task that I see myself doing. Like I, I want other shit to be happening in the midst of being together with somebody. So 
that's yeah. that but yeah it's a I full am. circle you want a full circle um it's more than just i do's and commitments oh like yeah i know some users, users and abusers too i mean we've all we've all uh help the biggest use on the planet we ain't gonna say no names but anyway um <laughs> you know we've all we've all kissed frogs we've all kissed frogs to find our 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 king and queen you know um even if you are still flipping through the cars to find a king and queen you know you'll find it it's gonna come about it, it just you can't worry about that you can't you can't no worry, worry about it i don't even worry about it i don't even think about it i don't think about I it stopped. i stopped about- i used to i'm a woman i used to like oh my god here's my daughter but your kids when your kids bring it up, it just hits you a little different. Yeah, when your you, kids go, yeah. Mom, you really deserve a king. Mom, oh. I know he's out there. Mom, you really deserve to be happy. And That's what you put out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you're such a nice person. How come you haven't found your king? Why aren't you married? Well, you know, all these different job? things. How come you don't Somebody. have a good job? How come you don't have a job? <laughs> but it hits you different I'm now sure. you sitting here like damn i am almost 40 and i am still single i am still dating asking people what's your favorite color oh my i don't God. do the favorite color shit, <laughs> favorite color shit. you know when i <laughs> this is me and there are a plethora and a multitude of things mm-hmm. to talk about but if it gets to what's your favorite color um, and there is no like conversation that happens after that, then I'll go, oh, small talk. We're at small talk now. And then, you know, that ant starts to get to connect the cuts, connect the cuts, connect the cuts, connect the cuts. You know, like that starts happening. So, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, the, the, the what's your favorite color? Maybe early, maybe in the beginning, you can, you can let that slide. You let that slide. I'm not talking about it in the beginning. We still on favorite color in the middle toward the end. We got some issues we need to talk about. You know, it is what it is, but um, you know, but in the beginning, yes, I'm thinking about it though. Like, okay, I'm almost I'm 40 or whatever, but I don't even be thinking about it because it's like I don't even whatever, whatever. If it happened, it happened. If it don't, it don't. Yeah. I know one thing. I gave myself to April, April of 2021. I was about to say you can't do it. You can't do it. No, you got to give it some more time than that because no, April 2021. If I'm still single by April 2021, I'm going into straight cougar mode. Oh, college guy, watch out! Gotcha, wow, Oh, my son is going to get me for that one. Son, I love you. I'm just playing. I'm kind of playing, not really, but I'll stay away from your friends. <laughs> Look, no lie. He'll tell you. Even when he was little, I said, son, you have to understand some things. You got a meal for a mom. What's that? I ain't going to tell you till you get grown, okay? You don't need to know what that is right now. It's not important, but just understand that I said that, okay? I always told him because everyone would come up to him and go, that's your sister? Oh, how you doing, sis? No. He go, no, that's my mother. 
you know. <laughs> I'm not condoning or provoking anything. I'm just a listener. You're my friend. You're going to condone it regardless. You're going to go along with it anyway. I don't know any of this. This is not the type of behavior I know Crystal for. Uh, hey, we almost 40. It's either get either shit or get off the pot. That's where I am in life, period. Even to myself, it's either you're going to shit or get off the pot. You're going to do it or you're not. There is no trying. There is no maybes. There's no straddling fences. Doing. It's either you're going to do it or you don't. We in it or we ain't. Like things are happening or it's not happening. But this whole MILF attitude, like I don't know anything about that. Uh, First of all, MILF lives matter. Shout out to Nikita. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? What just happened? What just happened right now? We matter too. Don't get it twisted. There's nothing wrong with being Uh, that. I think this podcast is over. I'm going to close it (laughs) out right there. Uh, Tell them the name of your websites. And she can't even do that. Lord have mercy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. He know I'm just messing. So. uh, (laughs) Stop, man. Stop. Cut out. Um, So my website. So I'll start with Facebook. I'll go down the list. So on Facebook, you can find me. If you type in FNFLLC, it'll pop right up. Uh, Fit and Fine. On Instagram, it's Fit and Fine Apparel. Um, if you want to add my personal Instagram, it's Crystal Clear Review. Um, I do do movie reviews when before COVID. Um, I go up to a lot of screenings and I review the movies. Um, so if you want to kind of go through that, I'm going to start kicking it back up because I saw I see that they started pre-releasing and I've started doing some screenings again. So as I do them, I'll be posting movie reviews on them um, on Instagram. Uh, the website for Fit and Fine is F-I-T-N-F-I-N-E shop.com. Fit and Fine shop.com. Please stay tuned. Um, definitely keep us on Facebook. Go like, share the page, please. I appreciate all the support, but we're going to be doing a Black Friday sale and I'm also releasing new items uh, on that live. So it'll either be this coming Saturday um, after Thanksgiving holiday, the Saturday or Sunday preceding the Thanksgiving holiday. Because I know that this might not air before then. So, matter of fact. Now I may have to because of the dates you just gave. That's fine. She got like Don't eight. kill me, man. Don't kill me. I'm sorry. You got like, if I ain't mad, look, you do what you okay. gotta do. It's about I'm about sorry. business. Um, I'm sorry, but yes, so shop.com. Um, also, you can add our boutique page, which is CNC Glam Boutique. That's on Facebook. CNC Glam Boutique website is being developed. Please don't rush it. We're coming. But CNC Glam Boutique. Now, I'm also doing a raffle for the holiday, which you can either win a new Chanel sequin bag or your choice of a pair of sneakers. As long as it's not the Back to the Future sneakers, that is the restriction. Okay. Oh, and um... Am I leaving something out? No. I'll talk to you as soon as this is over with. 
All right. Okay. Uh, that's our time for the day. I think we done done like two hours easily. That's easy. Um, now we can get off here and go sniff some coke, do some couple lines and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.